Section 1 of Modern Russian Poetry, an Anthology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kevin Davidson. Modern Russian Poetry, an Anthology. Selected and translated by Babette Deutsch and Avram Yarolinsky. Alexander Pushkin, 1799 to 1837. Alexander Pushkin was born the last year of the 18th century. He died at the age of Byron. Within these 37 years he crowded the activity of a great and authentic initiator in literature. His mother's grandfather was a Negro, or an Arab, who, the story goes, was bought for Peter the Great at Constantinople for a bottle of rum, and who married a German. His father was descended from an ancient Russian family. The poet, inheritor of these curious strains, was educated chiefly by ineffectual French tutors and an old Russian nurse. At eighteen he graduated from an aristocratic school at Tsarskoye Selo, an indifferent scholar, but a writer with a reputation for light and lewd verse. The next three years he spent at the northern capital where all the vices dance upon the knees of folly. He was nominally attached to the foreign office, but was chiefly sowing his wild oats. By his liberal velleities and merciless epigrams, he stung the authorities to the countercheck quarrelsome, and the enfant terrible was shipped south and subsequently to his own estate. During his not-too-disagreeable southern exile, he divided his time with persistent unfaithfulness between the maids and the muse. Back in Petersburg, in 1826, he was lionized by the ladies and harassed by the censors. At thirty-two he married a girl nearly half his age, with the face of a Madonna and the soul of a brainless coquette. To provide for her needs, the poet worked feverishly, and that she might be received at court, he secured a court appointment. Financial cares and domestic worries soon saddened and aged him. He was destroyed by the aristocratic Philistines, whose good graces he half unwillingly sought. An intrigue involving Pushkin's wife and her brother-in-law, Baron Dante, Diantes, resulted in a duel in which the poet was mortally wounded at the age of thirty-seven. Pushkin's share of this volume is no indication of his relative significance in the advance of Russian poetry. He is an overshadowing figure, and his work is an essential part of Russia's literary endowment. Yet an anthology which is not primarily concerned with historic values, and which is addressed to a foreign audience, can present but a few of his facets to the reluctant light of a sophisticated intelligence. A Nereid. Among the glaucous waves that kiss gold Taurus's beaches, I saw a Nereid, as dawn flushed heaven's reaches. I barely dared to breathe, hid in the olive trees, while the young demigoddess rose above the seas. Her young, her swan-white breast above the waters lifting, from her soft hair she wrung the foam in garlands drifting. Behold, a sower went forth to sow. With freedom's seed, the desert sowing, I walked before the morning star, from pure and guiltless fingers throwing, where slavish plows had left a scar. 
the fecund seed the procreator o vain and sad disseminator i learned then what lost labors are graze if you will you peaceful nations who never rouse at honor's horn should flocks heed freedom's invocations their part is to be slain or shorn their dower the yoke their sires have worn through snug and sheepish generations three springs three springs in life's unbroken joyless desert mysteriously issue from the sands the spring of youth uneven and rebellious bears swift its sparkling stream through sunny lands life's exiles drink the wave of inspiration that swells the limpid fount of castile but tis the deep cold wellspring of oblivion that slakes most sweetly thirst and ecstasy the prophet i dragged my flesh through desert gloom tormented by the spirit's yearning and saw a six-winged seraph loom upon the footpath's barren turning and as a dream in slumber lies so light his finger on my eyes my wizard eyes grew wide and wary an eagle startled from her eyrie he touched my ears and lo a sea of storming voices burst on me i heard the whirling heavens tremor the angels flight and soaring sweep the sea snakes coiling in the deep the sap the vines green tendrils carry and to my lips the seraph clung and tore from me my sinful tongue my cunning tongue and idle worded the subtle serpent's sting he set between my lips his hand was wet his bloody hand my mouth begirded and with a sword he cleft my breast and took the heart with terror turning and in my gaping bosom pressed a coal that throbbed there black and burning upon the wastes a lifeless clod i lay and heard the voice of god arise o prophet watch and hearken and with my will thy soul engird through lands that dim and seas that darken burn thou men's hearts with this my word verses written during a sleepless night sleep i cannot find nor light everywhere is dark and slumber only weary tickings number the slow hours of the night parka jabbering woman fashion sleeping night without compassion life who stirs like rustling mice why encage me in thy vice why the whispering insistence art thou but the pale persistence of a day departed twice what black failures dost thou reckon dost thou prophesy or beckon i would know whence thou art sprung i would study thy dark tongue work here is the long bided hour the labor of years is accomplished why should this sadness unplumbed secretly weigh on my heart is it my work being done i stand like a laborer useless one who has taken his pay alien to unwanted tasks is it the work i regret the silent companion of midnight friend of the golden-haired dawn friend of the gods of the hearth madonna not by old masters rich on crowded walls my house i ever sought to ornament that gaping guests might marvel while they bent to connoisseurs with condescending drawls midst slow labors 
far from garish halls before one picture i would fain have spent eternity where the calm canvas thralls as though the virgin and our saviour lent from regnant clouds the glorious and the wise the meek and hallowed with unearthly eyes beneath the palm of zion these alone my wish is granted god has shown thy face to me here my madonna thou shalt throne most pure exemplar of the purest grace end of section one recording by kevin davidson www.blogordie.com